It's Tuesday at 8pm and you're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. Good evening and you're very welcome to this week's Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and coming up on the show tonight... We meet Sebastian Toman, actor, artist and founder of Toast Pantry and Coffee Bar. And Cathy Fitzgibbon, a.k.a. The Culinary Celt, tells us about the launch of her debut book, Eat With The Seasons. But before we hear from our guests this evening, may I take this opportunity to wish you all a happy Pancake Tuesday. And as usual, a reminder that you can make contact with me here at The Best Possible Taste by emailing me Sharon at SharonNoonan.com or you can tweet me at Queen of Org as in Queen of Organisation and I'm also on Instagram at Sharon J. Noonan. So eagle-eyed movie watchers may be familiar with actor Sebastian Toman, who has starred in Michael Collins and RTE's TV drama Rebellion. Or perhaps you met him at his food trailer, Toast Pantry and Coffee Bar in Cork. Well, Sebastian is changing careers to focus on the third string to his bow, and he's giving 5,000 people a chance to be the new owner of Toast's professionally restored 1960s horse box trailer. I spoke to him earlier to find out more. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Sebastian, great to meet you. You're based down in Cork and you are a street food vendor. Your business is called Toast. That's right. Um, based down in Cork and I've been up and running for about a year and a half, although the Toasty Trader's in um, in coverage at the moment, all nice and dry away from the snow. Well, tell me, what was the inspiration to launch your, your food truck? Well, I've always been into food and coffee, um, not on a huge scale. I've enjoyed eating out and I've worked in kitchens before, although acting, sorry, acting is my background. Um, I had a little event business and when the pandemic came, the event business kind of went away <laughs> and um, I lost I lost a lot in deposits. It went all back again. So that kind of uh, made me rethink everything. And a good friend of mine, Dave Rice, he's the head chef in Ballinacurra um, house in um, in near Kinsale. And he's he suggested, Seb, why don't you do a food truck, toasties and coffee? And I thought, wow, that's that's exciting. You know, it's um, I love coffee. And I've got a lot of time to think things through. Um, so he kind of helped me helped me out with a few things. And Tracy Daly, food coach, I found her on Instagram and she was huge help. Um, she was amazing and very inspiring and encouraging. And um, so over the course of a, pretty much a year and a half, it took for my trailer to be built and finished. Um, I got going and... Um, God, was I thrown into the deep end? I had no idea with the amount of work involved. It was, it was, uh, it was crazy. But only because all the restaurants were still closed, and as soon as they opened up a few weeks later, um, things kind of got more manageable. And um, there was three of us in the trailer, chef, and I was taking orders, and then my sister was doing coffees, and and then we could manage with just me and my sister, and we. 
worked for a while and she went away and yeah so over the course of the year I was trading in Ballinlock and I was doing I was doing weddings and I was doing birthdays and all kinds of things and um I was loving the exploring different different um different toasty combinations I think my favorite was the Tom Durkin spiced beef and scomorza. It sounds delicious. So were you very much keeping to the locally sourced in season ingredients whenever you uh, were presenting your toasties? Exactly. I was doing, I was doing, and that's why it was great to have um, Chef Mark on board. He's the head chef in Pigalle's. So he was working in the trailer with me, which was great because he's so creative with, with food and and display. And we came up with a nice way of, of of handing out the toasties in in um, kind of fingers with a dip and and then the pickle on a nice cocktail stick stuck in the middle and um and then the, the yeah it was it was really nice having him on board because he was he would be able to say right it's um it's wild spinach season let's let's go and make a wild spinach pesto and uh, you know that kind of carry on and uh, so it was yeah it was it was it was great it definitely opened up. Um, a whole new horizon for me with regards what you can do with local food and sourcing it to the best your of your ability um so yeah great it was it was an experience and you say you weren't prepared for the level of work involved i think um do a lot of people think you just get the trailer you kit it out and then you go like there's hassle there's sourcing ingredients there's in well, that's it there's yeah. like even to be a barista these days, like there's a lot of work goes into being a good barista. Yes, I, I, I had no idea. The plan was to work three days of the week and then paint for the other three days. And which which uh, didn't work at all. <laughs> and, and when you say paint, that's the yeah. third string to your bow, because you've mentioned there about doing acting. You have the, the toast, the street yeah. horse box and then you are an artist. Is it mainly watercolors or what sort of art do you do? Exactly. Watercolors. Um, watercolors have been something I've been doing since my early teens. And I always thought when I'm too old to act and, you know, do my water sports, I'll paint. But I realized, I realized over the course of the four or five years that actually, you know, I think I'm, I think I'm better at painting than I am at acting. So I'm going to push for the painting and it's easier to it's easier to make a living, I think, off of painting than it is acting um, unless you're super talented and you're living in London. You know, acting is, is 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 very tricky to get into. So, yeah, that was the plan was to put the, the acting on the back burner and just do local theatre stuff. And so I, I said goodbye to my lovely agent and um, I'm. I'm quite happily just doing local local acting stuff and and then the painting then has been something that has just really taken over especially thanks to the food truck because I was I was selling my prints from the food truck and I I had my artwork on the coffee cups and that generated a lot of discussion on Instagram and you know selfies taken with it so it really boosted my art way way more than I would ever have expected and I started getting loads of commissions so I was I thought well in the lot come winter time when it's kind of out of season I'll, I'll just paint and I'll put the trailer away and then and then I had an exhibition and it just took off and as a wise man told me recently you can't ride two horses at once so and we're going to get to that next stage in a minute but 
just to say like you're obviously clearly you're you are a very artistic creative person and even when you were doing toasties that translated onto the plate mm. and I think it's wonderful to hear that you used all those different skills that you have and expertise for example the artwork on the coffee cups and unbeknownst to you, it actually was a way of getting your brand out there, mm. people, and getting your name out there. So you, you nearly kind of used it as a launch pad for your art business. And it was not intentional at all. <laughs> who would have thought of that? You know, who would put that in the business plan? But, you know, and, it happened. It's amazing. And if you did put it in a business plan, the bank manager, your business manager, whoever it is, would say, that's not going to work. Why is that? Yeah, exactly. So um, it's great to hear novel, unusual ways of getting people's brands out there. And it's it's one I'll certainly be using in, in future whenever I'm talking to my clients. The time has come now. You've put the, the acting to one side, just doing the local acting thing, to, I suppose, to, to keep feeding that and um, yes. passion that you have there and you're you're going to go full steam ahead with the the artist side mm -hmm. in so you have to get rid of your toast horse box trailer tell mm -hmm. us what you're doing because this again you're obviously a very creative innovative person sebastian you're not putting it up onto done deal to sell it tell us what you're doing with the, the food trailer okay so my sister approached me um three or four months ago and said look at this someone's raffling off their food trailer and I thought wow oh, that's interesting and and I had no intention at the time to sell even and then and then when winter came and I was contemplating selling it I thought wow I wonder I wonder can I raffle it and I tried to google that food truck I couldn't find it I started googling raffle companies and there's a raffle company based in England that does a lot of raffles in Ireland um, houses and cars and all kinds of things and I thought wow this is an exciting way of of selling selling a food truck and it's a way that you know someone who might not be able to afford it can buy a ticket for 12 euros and I thought that's kind of cool and also the food truck is it was very expensive with all of the equipment put into it and the website and you know the down to three thousand coffee cups that i have there's there's just so much there in the package that i thought this is just it's 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 very expensive for me to not make a loss because i took out a hefty loan i thought this could be a way that i could pay off my thing and also also help out a charity and pipe peter house and then and then i thought um I thought it would be just a, a great opportunity for someone and build up hype and promote everything and uh, promote my art and all kinds of stuff. So it's 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 very exciting, I have to say. So the the way it works is there's five thousand tickets at twelve euros each, and I've got up until September to sell them. And if not all the tickets are sold, then all the ticket buyers are put into um, the the pot is put into a cash prize for whoever the lucky rattle ticket holder is and um and then i keep the trailer and they keep the pot and then I'll, I'll sell it privately if that doesn't work but it looks like ticket sales are doing pretty well at the moment so i'm i'm pretty optimistic that i'll i'll reach that amount 
So the ticket costs 12 euros and what can somebody win? It's because it's not just the horse box trailer, just list no. out, lists out all the different things that, that come with. Okay. Okay, so the trailers, the trailer has a dual gas coffee machine, which means that it can run off electricity and gas, which is great for keeping the the um, the electricity demand down. Um, so there's less strain on generators. So you need more. So you don't need as as big a generator. So the generators then are they're they're called suitcase generators. They're very quiet. And they're plugged together, and they run the thing. And there's a huge cable, so you can you can you can't really hear them by the time the customer is at the hatch. And there's two hatches, which is great for windy conditions. So if it's blowing in one direction, you can close one hatch and open the other, vice versa. Um, and then there's the gas griddle. Then there's two um, two large fridges, and then there's the hot water and cold water and the grinder. Um, on top of that, then you have 3000 biodegradable coffee cups, uh, and then they are of two different sizes, um, the small and the large, and then there's the website, um, and the Instagram and Facebook page. So they all come with it. And there's a whole list of other things as well. That I can't remember. There's the iPad and sum up until, and, and there's a printer. So you're pretty much set to go the whole package. Um, not to mention the, the actual trailer itself. It's done to a very, very high grade of um, craftsmanship. The company that built it have put in um, these, these lovely subway tiles, black grout, and then there's the neon sign, which alone cost 800 euros. So there wasn't anything... I wanted to stand out from the other ones because I knew there would be competition. So I, I just wanted to... I wanted to make it as nice as I could. And um, I think it's, um, I think I, you know, I'm being a little bit, um, I think it's the nicest trailer out there, but um, you'd have to go online and have a look yourself. <laughs> and, and tell me then, you're not doing the raffle until September. So is the trailer, are you going to be out again as toast to selling toasties for the spring summer season before you raffle it? And so that the raffle is open now. But the um, the closing date for the raffle is September. But if all the tickets, for example, are sold next month, then that would mean that the winner is picked then. Um, so it's whatever comes first. Um, but no, I don't. I I want to keep it all nice and safe and tidy under under a cover um, until it's time to pass it over to the winner. And will you be sad saying goodbye to it? I would. Do you know what I'll miss the most is the is the people that I met. Now I'm 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 pretty introverted as it is, but there's something something about being in the comfort of a trailer. I love talking one on one to people and the conversations and the people that I've met. I've definitely built some some lifelong lasting relationships from that. It's I'll miss that the most. I'll miss I'll miss people going Oh wow! When they bite into a toasty, I'll miss the coffee machine, the sound of the coffee machine. There's lots that I'll miss, but you know, everything wasn't in vain, and it's it's you know, it's just um, it's just part of life. And for me, you know, it's it's really helped my art. So 
I'm I'm looking at it like that. I'm trying not to get too sad. <laughs> Absolutely. And then if anybody wants to buy a, um, a raffle ticket, you must tell us where they go for that. And then if so, if somebody is interested in viewing your art, where do they go mm -hmm. to look for your art? Okay, so you can go onto my my Toast Cork Instagram page, T O A S T Cork, and on that you'll have details about the raffle, and then there's a link to my my page in my my bio as well, which is Sebastian Tommen Art. But you'll find everything on the um, on the Instagram or even Facebook Toast Cork. Um, you'll see everything there. And having gone through this journey of starting up a food business, what advice would you give to the person who will be lucky enough to win the trailer? Um, I would tell them to really source the right location. I had 10 locations down, starting from the place to where I would love to be the most to, you know, the side of the road where I thought there would be good football. And it just so happened that I got the number one place that I did not think I would get, which was around the corner of the community hall and um, or the community park in Bannonlock. And it was, um, yeah, so location is everything because you need you need to have number one, you need to have the footfall and and then you need to you need to stay in that location for, you know, you have to be there on the, the days that you say you're going to be there um, because people get to know you and they you know a lot of people are working from home and they can you know toddle on down and get their thing on Tuesdays Wednesdays or Thursdays were the days that I were there and um and that's it and then social media is where it's at and you know surprisingly enough I set up a TikTok account and I, I did a TikTok of me making a toasty and that got thousands of views and I had people youngsters coming up oh I saw you on TikTok I didn't know you were here and I was I was there for four months I was pretty much next to their house for four months. They didn't know. <laughs> so go to all the different, the different medium, social medias, uh, you know, um, you don't need to spend much time on it. You know, just, you know, one, even TikTok can be like one post every couple of weeks, you know, would be enough, you know, just get it looking good and you're sorted. And in terms of the menu then, what advice would you give them? You know, it doesn't have to be a toasted sandwich. That they do. No, they can do, they can do crepes or, or pancakes and you know I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend burgers um but I didn't try maybe it would be fine um just I just for me that's my own personal thing I, I just find that they would be a bit smoky in there and you but anyway um I would I would definitely source um anything local because not only is it going to taste nice but people are going to feel they're going to feel happier buying something if it's if it's got local ingredients and then really sell them, you know, put it on a big sign. Right. I'm using I'm using Tom Dirk and spiced beef or our beauty sourdough bread or whatever it is. I, I, I realized I wasn't really selling it and I'm paying extra to have it. You know, why don't I utilize that? So that's that's definitely a big thing um, to to do that, I think. Well, from somebody who is an actor and an artist to becoming a food vendor, it sounds like you could maybe be doing the same or a similar job to Tracy Daly now. You've learned so much in the past 18 months. Yeah, I would I would not be on par with Tracy Daly. Well, it sounds like you got great advice 
from experts as well that you that yes. that served you well and exactly. um, congratulations another thing and congratulations on your success to date and we look forward to, to seeing your your exhibitions in the the upcoming months and years and thanks for talking to me about it thanks so much thanks for having me on you're listening to the best possible taste on west limerick 102 fm Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and just before the break, Sebastian Toman, actor, artist and owner of food trailer Toast Pantry and Coffee Bar, told us about his culinary journey and how you can become the new owner of Toast's professionally restored 1960s horse box trailer. If you're just tuning in now and you missed that, you might want to catch The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM when it's repeated on Wednesday mornings at 8am and the podcasts are available to listen to on SharonNoonan.com as well as iTunes and the podcast app. Now our next guest this evening is based over in North Cork. Cathy Fitzgibbon aka The Culinary Kilt recently launched her debut book Eat With The Seasons and it's a mindful eating and gratitude journal designed to empower readers with practical and meaningful ways to self-reflect and understand individual eating patterns in tune with nature and the four varied seasons of the year. I caught up with Cathy last week to hear all about it. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Kathy, you're very welcome to The Best Possible Taste. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. And you're known as the Culinary Celt. How did that name come about? Hi, Sharon. Um, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, the Culinary Celt is my alias. Um, it was born back in 2018. I suppose it was born out of my my own kind of love for um, food and, and nature um and my I suppose my own background is in that my um parents um are farming here in North Cork in what is known as the Golden Vale um so they've tillage and dairy farming here in the region um and I've always kind of grown up with um you know a passion for you know um the land and and kind of what it provides us in terms of our food sources um, so uh, the culinary culture was born out of um, when I went back to college a few years ago, um, I went back part time to study my um, master's in business studies marketing. Um, and I um, out of that, I, I, I developed the culinary Celt um, because that was somewhere that I kind of wanted to, um, you know, I suppose, work with in terms of um, educating people about food and the importance of food in terms of their well-being and um, you know sustainability. And you say you went back to college when you were first at college what did you do the first time around? So the first time around was a long time ago um, over 20 years ago and so uh, I'm sure my age but um, I did business studies, uh, marketing, so I specialised in marketing. And then when I went back just recently, a few years ago, I did my master's in that field. So that's my area of speciality is marketing. Um, and marketing has, has a huge power in terms of um, influencing our decisions in terms of what we buy, you know, for food. 
Um, so I suppose I come, uh, you know, at, at things from that angle more so than, um, you know, th that's kind of my area of expertise is, is you know, uh, marketing. And were you working in the area of food before you went back to do your master's? No, um, I've, I've worked in the media industry actually for the past um, 23 years um, in advertising and in marketing. So really, it's kind of that sphere as such in terms of the power that, you know, um, it, you know, marketing influences um, our, our decisions from a consumer, you know, purchasing kind of perspective as such. Um, so I haven't worked in the food industry, although I, 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 I would have worked, um, you know, summer jobs and stuff in the hospitality industry, and I would have worked, you know, kind of here at home as well, helping out, um, you know, at the, the, the grassroots level. So food has always been part of, you know, my life, really. Um, and I've always kind of had that passion in it. And so now you're turning it into a business. So tell us about what you work at on a day to day basis now. Yeah, so um, at the moment, um, when I when I went back to college recently and did the masters, I, um, I kind of I got back more into, you know, reading, researching, and writing. Um, so what I'm kind of currently doing at the moment is I'm um, putting all my I, I suppose my own kind of research and expertise into writing and channeling that um, out to the consumer so that they can make an informed, you know, choices in terms of um, when they're actually buying, um, you know, their food, um, because there's so many mixed messages out there. Um, and I suppose with the age of the internet as well, um, it makes things more, you know, difficult even for younger generations. Um, a lot of my research and work is actually um, on the millennial generation and Gen Zs. So um, I kind of, you know, I, I suppose, you know the, the 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 patterns that they would um develop will influence um the you know the also other generations um with them being the largest kind of population so any trends that they adopt um will filter you know into in terms of our, our own consumption with food you know and you've launched your debut book eat with the seasons and did that kind of come about because of your masters and your dissertation that you did yeah, it, it, it really did. Um, as I said, you know, uh, having completed the master's, it really got me back into that writing space. And, and um, I, I suppose during lockdown, like everyone else, um, I had two things um, on, on my hands. I had a, a lot of space, unfortunately, away from kind of, you know, loved ones and family and friends and time on the other hand so kind of with the space and time I decided to um you know put my head down and um write my own book um that I that I'd really it had been brewing really for the past I suppose nearly 15 years since I kind of moved back to living in the locality here and um I started to kind of I suppose live a daily life that was kind of I was you know, becoming more in tune with the seasons here back home and, you know, um, involved with the local farmers market here in Kilavolan as well. Um, talking to the farmers there at the stall holders, um, learning from them. So I kind of put that all um, together then into Eat With The Seasons and um, the book, which I've, I've just launched um, there last week. 
And before we find out more about the book, it's not your first foray into writing because you did write a lot for your, your website, The Culinary Celt. Yeah, um, I suppose I was very lucky. Um, my publisher, my book publisher, Book Hub Publishing, um, based in Galway, um, for, for a few years I've been contributing to um, some of their book series. Um, one is a mental health for millennials book series. And the other is exploring connectedness, and that's to do with the Gen Zs and the millennials. So I was I was dabbling in, you know, contributing. And um, then, you know, I kind of presented to them, you know, my idea of Eat With The Seasons, my own book. And um, they said that there was definitely merit in that in, in terms of, um, you know, me working with them to, to, to get it, um, you know, published. Fantastic. And it's a mindful eating and gratitude journal, and it's designed to empower readers with practical and meaningful ways to self-reflect and understand individual eating patterns in tune with nature and the four varied seasons of the year. So, I mean, it, it sounds very obvious that we should be eating with the seasons, but because of globalization and yeah, you can have strawberries any time of the year, but they're never going to taste as nice as Wexford strawberries during yeah. the summer. But, you know, that's the way the world is now. So tell us a bit more about the book and what readers can expect from it. Yeah, so I've the book is structured um, into the four seasons. So you've got your spring, summer, autumn, winter. Each of the seasons has a theme. So the spring is self-reflection. The summer is discovery. The autumn is understanding and acceptance. And the winter is self-love. So what that means is the reader goes on a journey, their own personal journey with their relationship with food. So we'll say we're in spring season now at the moment. So this is the time, you know, that seeds are planted and it's a good time for people to kind of sit back and just self-reflect and see where they're at in terms of their own, um, you know, kind of food eating, you know, patterns as such. And then it moves on um, to the to season by season to the next season as the seasons progress. Um, so they get to fill in their own kind of, um, you know, thoughts and, and you know, reflections in, in that particular um, section of the journal. Um, also, as well, I've actually developed two um, models within the, um, within the book. Uh, the first, I call it the Kilt Mindful Eating Model. And what Kilt stands for is the C is to consider your food source. The E is to enjoy and be present whilst you're, you're eating your food. Uh, the L is stands for loving your food. And then the T is for to take notice of your feelings, like how you're actually feeling, um, you know, around food. Um, so in each of the seasons, um, there's space there for people to journal their own thoughts in, in terms of those four themes. And then... The second one that I have developed is the culinary compass tool. And um, what the culinary compass tool is, it's the four cardinal points. So it's your north, south, east and west. So the north, um, it covers your kind of mind function and, and how mentally you are prepared in terms of, um, you know, your own food, um, you know, journey as such. The south is your gut function and how important food is actually for your your um, your gut health. 
the West covers our social function. So what that means is, I suppose, we all eat differently when we're in social settings compared to when we're eating kind of ourselves in our own house, you know, at home. Um, so it's very important to be in tune with that. Um, is there patterns we're developing, you know, when we're um, in group settings that, that we may not necessarily um you know, be developing when we're in, in a kind of our own, you know, kind of home settings as such. And then the East um, is the environment function and it's taking into consideration, like I'd mentioned to you, the nature and, you know, the food source, where food comes from. It's not infinite. We need to be careful and protect, you know, the environment um, in order to, to keep that um, food security kind of, I, I suppose, um, alive and um you know, that is very important, really, as well. We have to remember that, um, you know, when, when we are consuming food, because I, I, I suppose, you know, food wastage is, is um, another quite important, um, you know, topic. And, you know, it's, it's really important that we, you know, I suppose, um, understand that as well, you know, in our own personal consumption choices. It sounds like it's very multifaceted in terms of, you know, you're learning, you're actually working as well on yourself. So maybe that self-help side of things, there's the educational side of it. it it's very diverse. It, it is, but I suppose, you know, I suppose, you know, food is really complex and our, our relationships with food is, is, is quite complex. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, some people have lots of challenges around food in terms of, you know, on one end of the spectrum, you know, um, we're, you know, fastly becoming a, an obese nation here in Ireland. Um, and then on the other end of the spectrum, you have people with food disorders, you know, and, you know, food is complex. Um, so there's no... Um, you know, I, I suppose we have to look at ourselves and look inward um, rather than all that mass media and, the you know, the marketing that goes with it. We have to kind of try and, I suppose, cut through that and, and disseminate our own, um, you know, journey, really, um, when it comes to food, if that, you know, kind of makes sense. Absolutely. And the book hasn't been out very long, but what has the reaction been to date from those that have got a copy? Yeah, um, I, everybody is really excited to get started. And, and you know, um, I, as I said, you know, the, the, the spring season is the start of the book now. However, I have it written in such a way that if you happen to you know, purchase the book in summer or autumn and winter, it's actually written in a way that you can start it at any of the seasons and naturally progress. So everybody that has received it is um, you know, looking forward to kind of getting stuck in and, and starting their, journal, their journaling journey um, in terms of um, you know their own kind of personal journey as such and there's prompts there in it so it's not that you have to start from ground zero you have included tools in it to to help yeah. the person the reader. and there's also tips and hints and and like in each of the seasons at the end of the section I have you know experiences that people can do you know like in the autumn people can go foraging um or, you know, do, you know, simple things like food swapping. Like a few years ago, I um, I, I actually um, stopped drinking orange juice in the morning. And, you know, I kind of, I, I just sat down one morning and I was kind of thinking, 
why do I drink orange juice every morning um, and, and not other types of juices that are more native, you know, to, to where I live here? Um, so I actually started drinking apple juice and, you know, that's about six years ago now at this stage. And it's much nicer and it, well, it's, it's much more, you know, I suppose, um, environmentally friendly too, because it's, you know, it's made in the local area. Um, but when I researched it, actually, um, why we drink orange juice in the morning is because of marketing. It, it, it was, it, you know, it was something that was developed as a marketing. You know, you have your orange juice with your cereals in the morning. So there is no other reason that, that people do that only out of that, you know, marketing kind of bias. Um, so I think we just need to be more conscious of things like that. You know, um, there's no rules when it comes to food. And everyone's journey is, is their own and um, it's personal to themselves. And I think in the age of, you know, social media and the Internet and everything now more than ever, it's really important to have your own, um, you know, uh, your own tools um, to kind of cope and deal with um, your own, our own personal kind of relationship um, with food. Absolutely. Well, listen, it sounds absolutely amazing, Kathy. If somebody wants to get their hands on a copy, where's the best place for them to go to? Yeah, Sharon, it's um, currently on sale on my website. Um, that's uh, Um, It's also, um, my publishers have it on their website as well, Book Hub Publishing. And um, I, since this week, I, it's, it's, it's stocked in um, some local bookstores and um, cafes as well. Um, and I'll be, you know, kind of spreading it out further afield um, outside of Cork over the coming weeks. Well, congratulations again. Thanks for talking to me about it today and best of luck with the seals. Thank you very much, Sharon. And if anyone would like to follow me, I'm on Instagram and uh, Facebook and Twitter um, on social media. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan, and just before the break, I was talking to Cathy Fitzgibbon, a.k.a. The Culinary Celt, about the recent launch of her debut book, Eat with the Seasons, a mindful eating and gratitude journal designed to empower readers with practical and meaningful ways to self-reflect and understand individual eating patterns in tune with nature. And earlier on in the show, Sebastian Toman, actor, artist and owner of Food Trailer, Toast Pantry and Coffee Bar, told us about his culinary journey and how you can become the new owner of Toast's professionally restored 1960s horse box trailer. If you're just tuning in now and you've missed all of that, you might want to catch the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM when it's repeated on Wednesday mornings at 8am and the podcasts are available to listen to on SharonNoonan.com as well as iTunes and the podcast app. And that brings us to the end of the programme tonight. Thanks for listening and to my guests, Sebastian Toman and Kathy Fitzgibbon. I will be back next week, all being well, with more food and drink news for you. So until then, bon appétit. 
Do you want to get in touch with the best possible taste? Do you want to come on, share a recipe, review a cookery book, or just have a general chat about what you like to eat and drink? All you have to do is get in touch with me, Sharon Noonan, by sending an email to s.noonan at live.ie or send me a tweet at Queen of Org. Bon appétit!